other one is ginormous. So, yeah. Um, well, good morning. Did everybody sleep well? Yes. Yeah. Stay up late and party. Who stayed up late and party? Yeah, Jesus hair and makeup right there. She, I, she right there. <laughs> Praise God. Well, a um, couple of things, and then we're going to have just a few announcements, and then we'll get right to it. Um, um, you know, this year, um, probably none of you even pay attention, but I do, just because I like it. But, um, you know, there's other things that people like, and they do those, right? So, um, but we've had this rival going on. Where is Pastor then? Where is that? Where is, where is she? Run room. What in the world? So last night you were hiding, and today I could drive past you. I am so sorry. I'm in the zone. Yeah. So what is up with, I mean, what, what's, what happened to LSU? <laughs> See, there's some stuff in there that you need to use to help celebrate. So what I did is I lifted. But so she gave this to me and she put an LSU. So I said, well, if they do, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna adopt another team. <laughs> I can't do that. But that's pretty bad. So anyway, yeah, George is, George is gonna win. So Jimmy, why don't you come up and, and make this nice now? <laughs> Hello. Hi. I don't. I don't put together at all. I'm sorry. I took my jacket off because it's. 
stinking hot in here. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome this morning, as Pastor Kendall said. Okay. Um, obviously, today is the big day. We've got all sorts of things going on. We're going to be here up here all day, right? How many of you got coffee this morning? Yeah. Hopefully, you didn't go to Starbucks. You supported a local pop-up shop. Um, was it good? Yeah. Okay, good. I enjoyed mine. Um, that's the only reason I was able to jump around on stage, because I had my coffee. Um, but uh, as you saw in the foyer, we have our merch table open before and after service that you can buy. Um, hashtag Jesus in the makeup shirt. We have one sit over here. Oh, another one. Man, how cool. Um, so we have those out there. We have our conference t-shirts. So if you did um, regular registration, you didn't get the free seat, you can buy one right out there. Um, there's like extra larges out there. Okay. We have that out there. How many of you have had a testimony from last night's service? A couple of you. Remember, you can see me um, in between services. Let me know your testimony, and we are going to have you share it up here. Um, lunch today is provided. How many of you are looking forward to? Yeah. Pastor Kendall, what is on the menu? Good stuff. <laughs> I, I, I asked because I didn't want to say it ahead of time, and then her like, um, So we're going to have a great lunch. We've got awesome things planned back there. Um, just like last year, you'll head to the back. Um, we're going to bless the food in here before we get in there. Uh, but it's going to be great. You get some fellowship. There's more space in there than last year. Um, so it's going to be great. And lunch is at 1130, like on your tag. Hey, 11, 1130-ish. My wonderful balloons are falling down. 1130-ish um, because Pastor Lisa is going to minister this morning. And it's going to be awesome. Amen. So, this morning, um, I want to introduce Pastor Lisa Womble, and um, I just am excited that she's here. Of course, they were here last year and the year before, I think you guys yeah, even up in the mountains when we were up in the mountains. And um, I don't even really, and Regina's so polished and great at this, you're so awesome at like introducing people, and I said I was going to be good, but you know, I'm just going to be me. Uh, so I'm just gonna be me. You like me, but um, but I just um, I was thinking last night I was laying in bed and I was thinking how God takes your life and and He brings you it, it, when you say my life is not my own, you know I, I give it to you and He just takes your life and He puts you in the path that is set for you. As long as you don't buck him on it, try to do your thing. And he sent you in that place. And all the way, going all the way back to when I was 18 years old, I was connected with, with you guys. And that, that was when that was when my life was getting, you guys know my story, when I was getting set on that path. But their fam, your family has blessed my life tremendously. And I wouldn't be where I'm at today without you guys. I really wouldn't, because you guys had patience with me. Um, so um, to see the, the generation for her to pass, you know, the way it's gone, it's just, it's awesome. It's amazing. It's awesome to be a part of and to watch you guys get the church over there. I mean, who's from the C Church? Does that mean you can't, you know, they're awesome. And so I just, 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 I just,
you follow the Holy Ghost and you have the pulpit, okay? You guys welcome Pastor Lisa. Thank you. It's really funny she was saying that because last night I was just thinking about how God just, like she said, puts you in the right place at the right time. And so here I'm a young girl moving back to Savannah and Pastor Kendall's there. Pastor Cindy comes every year to minister at our church. And I was like, it's so cool that now we're all on this team together, ministering together. And it's so exciting. So I love, I love that, man, Pastor Kendall set it up this morning. Because I think you guys are battle ready. Are y'all battle ready? I mean, come on. We are people who serve a living God. There's nothing that he can't do. Amen. And we get to walk around. I love the steadfastness. I kept, I kept telling all my son, I'm going to preach on the abounding. We're going to abound. We're going we're gonna to go for abounding. And I go, like, no. I've been dealing with you about battle. I've been dealing with you about fighting. And so no matter how much I tried to change it, he kept going right back to it. So we're going to fight. Amen? We're going to learn how to fight. What a great time we live in. What a great time for those of us who serve Jesus Christ. Come on. You know what else is going on in the world? We serve Jesus. That means we have joy. We have peace. We have we, we have an overcoming attitude. We have a victorious attitude. And no matter how much the enemy wants to put you in bondage, come on, no matter how much he wants to make you a victim, you're victorious. Amen. We don't belong to a world and this system. We belong to God and his kingdom. And in his kingdom, there's nothing but victory. Amen. I, I recently had the opportunity to see the movie, The Seven Churches of Revelation, Times of Fire. And the movie just, it, it, it chronicled the, the first century church and, and what they were going through. And, and I'm, I'm listening to their stories and I'm sitting there thinking, are we, this modern day church, can we handle the pressure they handle? Are we willing to actually die for Jesus? Because I'm telling you what, the church that I see today, not y'all, say, say she's not talking about me. They're not ready. They can't handle pressure. They can't handle little things coming at them. Come on. I mean, I've never, I, I, if I ever see another book, and y'all better not own it, because if you do, you need to repent. It's okay to not be okay. It is not okay to not be okay. Jesus conquered for us. Now, you can have moments. Don't misunderstand me. We can have moments of being sad. We can have moments of crying. But you better not build a monument. Jesus paid the price for you to have victory. He paid the price for you to have joy. So we're not going to ever not be okay. Amen? That's not how we operate. So are you up to the challenge? Come on. Are we up to the challenge? Are you willing to say, oh, y'all belong to that hate group, baby? You don't know. We belong to the love group. Come on. Because love means I care enough about you to tell you that what you're believing in is wrong. I love you enough to say, hey, come on. Let me give you this life preserver. Let me give you the truth about Jesus and pull you up out of it. That's what love does. Amen. So we're going we're gonna to look at some things. Let's go to Exodus chapter 13, verse 17. And I love it. Miss Shirley over there, where you raise your hand? She sits outside my office, and there are times, and then when Mama shows up, there are times that we don't get much work done because we're chewing the word. But it's fun. Amen? So I read this, and we all, we all just went crazy over it. Listen, Exodus 15 says, When Pharaoh let the people go, 
God did not take them along the road to the land of the Philistines, even though it was nearby. For God said the people will change their minds and return to Egypt if they face war. So he led the people around toward the Red Sea along the road of the wilderness. And the Israelites left the land of Egypt, y'all ready? In battle formation. Now, I've been a Christian my whole entire life. Thank you, Jesus. I was raised in the Word of Faith movement. It's all I've ever known. But why have I never seen that? Because I'm going to tell you what I've always pictured. That when the children of Israel left, because every movie they portray what? They're, yeah. <laughs> and they're trudging along with all their goods. But wait a minute, guys. They toiled every day. They made brick. They built things. Sorry, y'all. They built things, right? So they obviously were very stout and well-built. The Bible says, when the King James Version says, they were staunch. They went up harnessed, which means staunch. as able-bodied soldiers, armed men, stout in the middle. They were weaklings. Even then, God releases them from slavery. They have goods. They have riches. They have everything they need. And they have weapons. He said, listen, I prepared you for battle. You're able-bodied. You're stout. You're ready to fight. But you can't handle it. The moment you're going to face opposition, you're going to run right back into slavery. That's the church. Yeah. Many people don't walk in the promises of God. They don't walk in what they have. They don't walk in what God wants for them because if they face opposition, they're going to quit. Right. How many people have quit church because they didn't get their prayers answered the way they wanted them answered? I've watched too many people walk away from the Word of Faith movement because their faith didn't work. Well, they were believing God for something God didn't tell them to believe for. Yeah. There are promises. How much you sell your house for is not a promise in his word. The man you want is not a promise in his word. And most of y'all better be thanking God you didn't get the man you thought you wanted. Because there's things God knows that you don't know. And God said no good thing will he withhold from them that walk upright. If he wants to wait for you, you better rejoice. Rejoice. You better quit crying. You better quit whining. You better say, Thank you, Jesus. Why didn't you get that man? Because I'm telling you, there's promises in this word. He's promised you healing. He's promised you joy. He's promised you prosperity. You don't tell him how you get it, he tells you how you get it. Amen? So you got to listen to his word. In other words, they had everything they needed, but they didn't want to do it because they didn't know who they were. They didn't realize the power that they had and who was backing them up. And I'm sitting there thinking, wait a minute. You're facing a Red Sea and it parts in front of you. God's delivered you all these things and signs. But how many signs does he show us if we don't still believe him? It's easy to sing these battle songs when we're in church with everybody around us. But what happens when you're all alone and the enemy's bombarding you with all of these things on the edge of mind? And you're like, wait a minute. I got to get in this. You can worship at home. I like worship at home better because I don't sing very well. <laughs> so I put it up loud, man. I'm, we're, we're, we've been singing this song, I Speak Jesus, and I'm in my car, and I'm pounding that steering wheel. I'm singing to the top of my lungs, and my husband happens to have a very good ear, so I leaned over to him one day, and I said, how does it feel to be hearing this woman sitting beside you screaming to the top of her voice, I speak Jesus, and 
She can't carry a tune. He said, baby, I've been married to you for 39 years. I'm used to it. <laughs> but God loves it. And I'm going to tell you what happens on the inside of me. Something's being That's built right. up. Yeah. I'm realizing every time I say that name, Jesus' yeah. name will change Come on. When I speak his name, mountains have to move. Come on. We, we serve a mighty God. Amen. Amen. But so many of us just don't do it. Y'all, listen to this. In the United States, only 1% of the population has served in the military. That means 99% of U.S. citizens have no idea what it means to be combat ready, combat trained, and be a fighting force. It's the same in God's kingdom. Too many people don't know how to fight. You've got to know this word. This is your battle. This is your weapon. And you've got to know this to know how to fight. Yes. You've got to know how to pull down strongholds. Yes. And, and listen, I'm a word of faith girl all the way, but one of the problems with the word of faith movement is it tells you to make these confessions, but confessions without something behind it, backing it up, ain't going to yes. get it for Amen. you. Amen. So Amen. when he says to pull down strongholds, I've got to take that thought that's coming to me. I've got to take that lie from the enemy, and I've got to take it from there, and I've got to pull it down in front of me, and I've got to speak to it. Not make a confession, speak to it. That's what you were saying. And I've got to tell the enemy, you don't understand. It doesn't matter what the outcome is. I always win. There was a day I, I, I had to preach that morning and I had a horrible migraine and I wake up that morning and I take my migraine pill and I'm, I'm like, I'm going to preach. And so I get to the church and I'm like swaying like this because if you ever had one, you're nauseated, you can't, you can't look at the lights and our music's really loud and so all these things are going on and I'm standing up there and I, I took a second pill and, I, and I'm, I'm like, my husband's like, are you okay? I said, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to, be, I'm going to preach. So the enemy whispers in my ear and he said, this is not a migraine. This is an aneurysm. He said, and you're going to drop dead right here on this front row. And I said, well, you, that's okay. I'm in church. I said, I'm right there. They'll just pray for me and resurrect me. I'll be back. And the devil said, no, they won't. They'll think you're slain in the spirit, and they'll all start rejoicing, and nobody will pray for you. And I said, but devil, what you don't understand is I still win because I'm in Attack of the enemy on your life. Amen. 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 Amen.
I'm going to say it again. Your faith has nothing to do with the attack of the enemy on your life. I've served God my whole life. I can tell you what. The more you're doing for God, the more he's going to attack you. But you shouldn't look at that as, oh, he's just attacking me so much. You're just like, devil, you ain't going to win. You're just nipping at my heels. It's going to be okay. I'm going to make it. You shouldn't lose your joy. You shouldn't be worried. You shouldn't be any of those things. Because you serve God. Amen. And even if he's nipping around you, he's not going to win anything. You just keep on going. Amen. 2 Timothy chapter 2. And I love this because Timothy's like, everybody's leaving the church. They're going along with the world. And now all of a sudden they're mad at me and they're going away. And Timothy's feeling sorry for himself. And what does Paul tell him? You must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. That he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. You can't take the world and mix it in with your Christianity and think you're going to be a good soldier. The world lies to you. God's truth is what you need to stand on. So you can't take any of the philosophies of the world and mix them in with Christianity. You're going to get weak if you do that. You've got to stick with the truth of God's word. And he, he said, listen, Paul's like, listen, I know it's hard, but guys, you got, you got to buck it up. I'll let you have a pity party for about five minutes, okay? But that, that's it. We don't pity party. Because my mother taught me this. And I've never. She said this one day, and I've never forgotten it. When I have a pity party, the devil's sitting over there having a party himself because he's winning. And so anytime I want to try to feel sorry for myself, I picture the devil having a party over there. And I'm like, I'm not letting him have a party on my behalf. Come on. I want him cowering over in the corner because I realize that I'm winning this battle. He's Amen. So he had to listen to this. Winston Churchill, in his orders to Lord Macbeth, said, You are to plan for the offensive in your headquarters. You will never think defensively. Amen. Children of God, you better start thinking offensively. Oh, Defense should never be in your vocabulary. You're not going to sit up there with a shield trying to back him. You're going to take that shield of faith, and as he's throwing those arrows, yeah. arrows at you, you're going to be pushing him back. The Bible says we're to be face to face with him, leaning forward, telling him where he's got to go, not what he's going to do to me. That's right. Our shield of faith is for the darts, yes. But I better be advancing. Come on. Not standing here going, trying to bat them away. No, I don't fight from the defense. I fight from the offense. Amen? So we've got to know that. It's got to be your motto. If you are seated above principalities and powers, if you are seated in heavenly places, you will never do anything from a defensive standpoint. Hey, the enemy stirs things up. He wants you to panic. But the moment you begin to panic, you have put yourself below him and not above him. If I'm seated in the heavenly places, there's no panic in my life. Come on. If I'm seated above principalities and powers, if I'm seated in the heavenly places of Jesus, come on. If I'm a joint heir with him, if I've been given all power and authority, I don't need to be panicked. I don't need to be worried and be pushed up underneath the enemy and let him win. Amen? You've got to be above him. J.O. Frazier, he's a minister, he said this. Every time your spirit goes under and faints in the trials which come to you, you lose mastery over the powers of darkness. 
you get below them instead of abiding above them in God. Every time you take the earth standpoint, you take a place below the powers of darkness. The mastery of them depends on your spirits abiding in the place above them. And the place above them mean, no, means knowing God's outlook, God's thought, God's plan, God's way, and abiding in Christ in God. You don't get your natural plan. You get God's plan. You get God's plan. Oh, his highways are higher than ours. It's too high for us to understand him. He wrote his thoughts right here. He wrote his plans right here. He didn't make them a mystery that I can't understand. He said, I'll give you the Holy Spirit to open up the eyes of your understanding. And you can know my thoughts. You can know my plans. You can know my ways. You can know my steps. If he said the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord, why is he going to hide anything from you? He's not. He's going to tell me every plan. He's going to tell me every purpose. There's four possible attitudes when you're in a battle. Offense, defense, and I'm not, don't speak French, so I'm probably saying this word wrong. Dedente, which means the relaxing, or desertion. There's only one option for you, and that's offense. And Paul said, you must attack. And he wanted Timothy to face the enemy with his sword drawn. Come on, ready. I, 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 listen. You, you've got to have that sword drawn. Yes. And you've got to attack the enemy. But so many times we just uh, we, we attack and then we kind of relax a little bit. But when I'm going to attack the enemy, I'm going to thrust the word of God in him. Come on. I'm going to twist that thing and I'm going to pull his guts out. And I'm going to be like David. I'm not going to let the giant just lay there. I'm going to cut his head off. And parade in front of him that I'm the victor and I'm the winner. Amen. And I'm going to have a party. I'm going to celebrate my victory. I'm going to dance and I'm going to sing and I'm going to shout. This morning was perfect. you got to have that attitude every single day you wake up. Amen. We're in this battle and we're going to win. What applies to the world of warfare and military is true of spiritual preparation. Think about it. Every time Paul talks about it, everything's related to that. It's the exact same thing. God didn't leave you defenseless. He left you with weapons. He left you with the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. He left you with everything that you need to win. Everything. Amen? And the government has to inform the soldier that is going to fight the battle who the enemy is, what the enemy looks like, how to defend themselves against him, and how to attack. God gave you the same information right here in six. The exact same. And every day you wake up, you wake up in a battle zone. I always say this. God didn't call you to the playground. He called you to the battleground. And too many Christians are playing on the playground. Want everything to be all nice and sweet with this precious moments, Jesus. I hate to tell you, he didn't have blonde hair and blue eyes. Come on. He didn't have those precious moments eyes. I, I got a hold of a book that I love. It was called Nice. And it was basically said Jesus was compassionate. Jesus was kind. But he was not nice. Because nice is a false pretense. Nice is me telling you, oh, everything's going to be okay, honey. No. No. Jesus called people names. That's right. 
Oh, we, we gotta walk in love. We can't say that. No, if you're being a butthead, I'm gonna call you a butthead and tell you. Or my brother-in-law used to say, if you're gonna be a mughead, I'm gonna call you a mughead and tell you you need to straighten up. If I patty cake you and pat you on the back, that's not gonna get you victory. That's right. But if I look at you and say, come on, Christy, we gotta get this thing and go. Come on, wipe off the tears. Come on, get up and wipe and take that cloak of heaviness off of you. Come on, let's get this thing and win. Amen? We've got to do that. You're on a battleground. He tells you to be strong in the Lord. You've got the belt of truth. I'm not going to go into all those. You should know them by now. The breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Lord. But it don't stop there. You better be praying in the Spirit. Everybody loves to quote, quote Romans 8, 28. He said, praying in the Spirit. But let me tell you what it says above that. He said, all things work together for good of them that love the Lord. Right? But right above that, it says, praying in the Spirit. Things aren't just going to automatically work out for your good. He said when you're praying in the spirit, you're going to get the plan, the purpose, the direction of God by praying in the spirit. And then everything's going to work out because you're doing it the way God told you to do it and not the way your flesh wants to do it. Amen. Amen. You've got to read the word from time. You can't just take one little verse out and go, that's the one I'm going to stand on. No, what did he mean before that? What did he say after that? What was the context of this thing? Right. Well, I, his word is alive. Yeah. You're yes. not going to win the battle with a 15-minute devotional in the morning. That's right. right. Amen. That's elementary. Yep. That's when you first get born again and you know nothing. You're trying to figure out how to do all this thing. But I'm going to tell you what, if you've been a seasoned saint for any length of time, you better be past the 15-minute devotional. You better be in that word of God. I tell people, I, now, I, you, you can do your own method, but you better have a notebook beside you. Because what I, everybody's like, I want, I want a word from God. I want a word from God. I want a word from God. Here's your word. You don't need a prophet. You don't need somebody special in the meeting to say anything of you. Your word is right here. That's right. And I have found that God talks to me more as I'm reading this than anybody else saying anything to me. So you you, you have that thing. Now, there's going to be Daisy's I mean, come on, when you read Leviticus, how much can he say? I tell everybody, when I read Leviticus, I'm like, thank you, Jesus. I didn't live in that time. I'm thanking you I was born in the New Testament time. But Leviticus still God breathes. It's still alive. It still heals. It still delivers. Amen? So you 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 got to fall in love with this word. Now listen, I, 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 I just thought about this. I was talking to mom about it. You Thank God she taught me to fall in love with the word. But she didn't teach me to fall in love with the word by making me sit down and read the Bible. I watched her life. And when you have, a, you as a parent fall in love with the word, your children will fall in love with the word. When you allow them to come and ask you questions like, why do we believe what we believe? Why do we do what we do? And then you sit down and talk to them about it. That's how you fall in love with the word of God. But you've got to let you, your children have to see you fall in love with it before they're going to fall in love with it. Amen. But I love it. God, God, war's not pretty, y'all. It's brutal. It's ugly. But you can win. Amen? It's bloody. And God, it doesn't care about your feelings. I, I, I love it. 
is everybody wants to talk about their feelings, right. but I've never seen anywhere in the Word of God that he ever cared how I felt. Right. Right. Now, I'm not saying God doesn't love you. Please don't misunderstand me. But my feelings don't determine the outcome. Amen. His Word does. So if my feelings are not lining up with victory, then i got to change my feelings. Amen? Because here's the problem. It's not all about me. You're not put on this earth to get all your needs met. You're put on this earth to display the glory of God, come on, to a lost and dying world. So if I'm all wrapped up in me, which is what the world wants you to be all wrapped up in, you don't have time to minister to somebody else. So put your feelings aside, come on, and realize that I'm here. God, every day you wake up, Father, who can I speak to today? Who can I show forth your glory? Who can I show forth your love? I loved her story about the Mac counter. Man, everywhere you go, how can I display who you are to somebody, Lord? Now, when I first started pastoring, my, my husband was really, I, I was a nurse for 25 years, and I managed several departments, and a couple of outpatient departments, so customer service was really important to me. And so when I'd go places and the customer service was not there, my flesh would rise up a little bit. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm like complaining, like, you know, why, why can't they get it? Did they just acknowledge that I'm standing here? I don't care how long I have to wait. And every once in a while, he'd lean over and go, hey, pastor. <laughs> After I crucified my flesh because I wanted to hit him. <laughs> what he was trying to say is, what if that person walks in church next Sunday? Yeah, yeah. And you acted like that. What are they going to think? And so one day we went, my um, son was having some issues and we were going to go to an acupuncture thing. And so I had made the appointment. And of course, she, she had broken English and I messed up the appointment. And we showed up on the wrong day. And she's just a fussing. No, 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 we can't see you. We can't see you. You're wrong now. You're not, you late. You late. You know, all this fussing back and forth. And I'm trying to see her. And all of a sudden, her and I are having this exchange. And her husband walks out from the back and he says, What's the problem? And she goes, She late. She late. We can't see her. He goes, It's okay, ma'am. I'll take care of you. And I looked over at my husband. I said, Why is it the women are always so mean to me? <laughs> he said, I don't know. How do you tell me? <laughs> That's right. You know how hard that is to crucify your flesh sometimes? Yep. Woo, Lord Jesus. Help us. Amen. So we got to learn how we do it. Here we are. Um, Dan McIntyre says this. The first duty of a soldier is obedience. Man, if we could just get that down. Obey him when he speaks. Not 20 years later. Not 30 minutes later. When he speaks. The most evident duty of a soldier is to endure hardness. But that's not all Christianese. That's not what we think. The ultimate duty of a soldier is to offer the supreme sacrifice. It's not my will. It's not what I want. It's what he wants. That's the most important thing. And if you accept that in life, you're going to drop your toys and you're going to become acquainted with your weapon. Yeah. We, we were talking the other day, and I said, you know, I can't remember the last time that I read. I, I'm an avid reader, love to read. But I can't remember the last time I read a fiction book. I don't have time. Yeah. The time is short, folks. Right. Right. The time is short. 
and the enemy's ramping up his attack, we better be knowing how to fight this thing. Yes. You better get in the word like you've never got in the word before. You yes. better learn your weapons like you've never learned them before. Because we're going to win. Amen. Right. Amen. Amen. My ability to fight is not based on an illustration. It's not based on a slogan. It's not about my personal style. It's based on the confidence of his word. Yes. Amen. Everybody has a different way of doing things. And everything that I believe must be based on this word. Mm -hmm. yeah. we're, we're, we're great at confessions. Yeah. Yeah. But you better believe in what you're confessing. Yeah. Yeah. And you better not just yeah. be confessing, confessing. You better be doing something. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm telling you, just listening to the word as you're traveling or just listening to the word at night while you're sleeping, that ain't enough. It's not enough. You better be digging in this thing. You better find out what he means. Amen? You, th this has got to be your life or you're not going to be able to fight. So we've got to know that the word that I have with daily reading this word of God, what's happening is as I'm reading the word of God, I'm building up my supply. Come on, I'm building up my ammunition. And the moment I need it, it's going to rise up within me. Now, here, here's my problem. I'm, I'm a modern girl. I got the Bible on my phone. But you better have a Bible in your hand. Yeah. Amen. I can't depend on the phone. I bet, listen to me, you better know how to flip through this thing. You better know what's on the inside of this. You better, now, now listen, I, I do a different one every year. I mean, I have one that I study for preaching that I don't want any notes in because I don't want my previous thoughts to, to captivate what God wants to do for right then. But I, I start anew and a brand new one every year because I want fresh revelation. I don't want to depend on yesterday's knowledge. I want fresh revelation. I want to know what he wants to say to me today. What he wants to say to me right now and whatever I'm facing and whatever I'm doing, whatever needs to be delivered to his people. Come on. I want to know that revelation right then and there. It's not any different for you you got to have fresh revelation. Now listen, I love this. Am I good? So here's, here, here's Jeremiah. I, I love the book of Jeremiah. Here he is. He's got reason to complain. He's been taken away from his land. He's in captivity. Things are not honky-dory. There's not wonderful in there, right? He's got time to complain. He's got reason to feel despair. But look at Jeremiah chapter 12, verse 1. He said, Lord... You always give me justice when I bring a case before you. So let me bring you this complaint. Why are the wicked so prosperous? Why are evil people so happy? You've planted them and they have taken root and prospered. Your name is on their lips, but you are far from their heart. But as for me, Lord, you know my heart. You see me and you test my thoughts. Drag these people away like sheep to be butchered. Set them aside to be slaughtered. Now that sounds so religious and pious, doesn't it? Lord... You know, you're so righteous, God. We all do the same thing, don't we? God, when I come to you, you always make things right. But I need to talk to you about your judgment. Because I got a problem with how you handle some people, Lord. And you need to do something about these people. Here's the mistake in theology here, that somehow what they had been given to them was from God. Y'all, I'm telling you, the enemy will oblige them for a season. Their God will make them look good for a season. But he's going to turn on them, right? But I love how God answers. Look at verse 5. He said, if racing against mere men makes you tired, 
How were you racing against horses? If you stumble and fall on open ground, what will you do in the thickets near the Jordan? It doesn't sound like God had any pity for him whatsoever. None at all. And I love this. Listen to foot, what footmen are. The enemy would send hundreds of thousands of foot soldiers into the enemy's camp. They weren't expected to win, just to thin out the opponents. Isn't that what the enemy did through COVID? Come on, he thinned out the churches. He closed a bunch of churches that will never open again. He's, what you're facing today is just footmen. And you got to look at them as just footmen. There's a lot of them. You may be bombarded by a bunch of stuff coming at you. Come on, you're hitting from this angle and that angle and this angle and that angle. You got kids that aren't behaving. You got a husband that might not be behaving. You got a job. Yeah. They, um, they came over and, and, uh, and agreed to help out with the music and, and the flow. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I tell you, it, it, I was just talking to Miss. servant's heart, not just wanting to be seen, but doing it because, because serving is, is a, is a privilege. It is a privilege. And it's not just serving a person, we're serving him. We're serving him by, with our actions. Amen. And uh, praise God. It's just, it's a blessing. But so I wanted to thank, I wanted to thank you guys for coming and doing that just just to get up there and do that and and uh have a flow to it amen amen, amen. amen. so did you enjoy your lunch yes. Yes. I, give that, I give that about 50 points more than last year that was two thumbs down last year yeah i'm just gonna say it it was it was covid food or something it was, it was, yeah, it was, uh, it was, i mean it was okay but it was better it was better this year hallelujah so um, you know, we have this afternoon session where, you know, when we're praying about it and praying about how to do things, um, just get you as full as we can. Yeah. 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 So you say, well, why do you have another service? Well, because we, you, maybe you need it. We all need it, but we're going to get full, amen? Yeah. Amen, because um, you can't live life on empty. Right. Well, let me, let me say it like this. I guess you can because there's lots of people who do, but um, not in a Christian walk. Um, you know, we have lots of people that, that we're around that, you know, they, they say, you can't live life on empty. And they're, and I respect the lives they live. They are walking in the things of God and they're, they're successful. You know, they're doing, they're doing what they're called to do. And, and, it, and it works. Amen. So um, let's pray. And we'll, we'll get into things this morning. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the great lunch we had. Father, I thank you for the things that you accomplished in this meeting. Thank you for this morning and last night. Father, thank you for the precious people, these beautiful women that you brought here and all the gifts and the callings that are on their lives, Father, and on each one in this in this room. I thank you for showing us things that we haven't seen, revealing your word to us like never before, helping us to see things the way that you see things and not just in, through our intellect. And I thank you, Father, that it becomes revelation and not just information today. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Amen. So we're going to be talking about contending. She, she gave my definition. I was over there. I was elbowing Miss Ellie, and I was like, oh, she's, we're on, hey, we're on the same world. Amen. Yeah. Uh, but we're contending for God's flow. Yes. Contending for God's flow. I said contending for God's flow. Not my flow. Not my friend's flow. Not Instagram flow. Uh-uh. Not Snapchat flow. No, none of those flows. We're contending for God's flow because there is a flow that is now, that we're living in right now. Amen. And that we need to be able to walk in, flow in, and stay in. Yes. And not one day be out, our toe out, and they say, oh, we're slinging snot, crying. <laughs> you know, come on. You know how it works. Yeah. And I love what she covered this morning. And I'm just going to come up a different side of the mountain, and we're going to cover the same things. Amen? Amen. Amen. So contending for God's flow, uh, the Holy Ghost said to me, he said it this way to me, new seasons call for new flows. Yes. New seasons Amen. call for new flows. Yes. I'm going to say it again. New seasons call for new flows. Our church is in a new flow. I mean, we recognize it. We know. And see, everybody, every church, every Christian, right, ought to recognize, you ought to be able to recognize what flow you're in and stick with it. Don't look around to what other people are doing. I mean, I, I love each one of these people. I mean, love what y'all are doing down there and in, in, you know in Florida and I love that what the seed church yes, does yes, with yes. all the different things they do for the outreach and things. Yes. I love that but I've got to stay with my flow. Right. And right. Yeah. The Holy Ghost has the overall flow. Yes. Yeah. This is this is up here. And, and so we get in and all the flows flow together. Yes. But it's not good when you have a free radical out here. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah free radical Sally. And you have, you know, sad Sally and, 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 and all the, you know, the people that are free radicals and they're trying to do their own thing. We got to have the flow of the Holy Ghost. The flow of God. The flow of God. Because his flow is perfect. His flow is good. His flow is right. His flow is awesome. Amen. And we're going to flow with him in this time. Amen. Everybody say that. I'm going to flow with him. I'm going to flow with him. Amen. See, there's a flow of the world. And, you know, we're not going to get off on that today and be all like, you know, put the, the mood down. But we know what the flow of the world is. Right. The problem is we know what it is, but we still walk in it. <laughs> right? We recognize that the flow of the world, but we like it because it, it, it feels good on our flesh. Isn't that true? Right? So we get over into that flow, uh, the, the flow of whatever, the turmoil, the depression. Some people love to be in depression. They love the attention they get. Come on. We're going to talk really real today. <laughs> Is that okay? I mean, we already were this morning, but I mean, we're going to talk real. So if this is going to hurt your feelings, you might not like it. But it's okay. Amen. Everybody, we need it, right? So the flow of depression, the way that the world is, the, the, the fear, the flow of fear, it's everywhere. Is that not true? Amen. Hey, don't you? You guys are going to a big meeting like that? Wait, you're going to a meeting? Where, where there's all these ladies, you're going to sit next to each other? Right? Everybody, they peddle fear. Fear is all around us. That's the flow of the world. 
That's their club. Right. That's their car. Right. Yeah. That's the way they do things. But that's not how we do things. That's not how I do it. I don't flow that way. So they flow that way. They flow in hate. She touched on it this morning. People hate each other. We knew in the last days, we can go over to 1 Timothy, and it talks about what would happen in the last days. Right? All the things that are going to transpire, they are right now. So why do we get so upset about it? Well, we know it's in the Word. We know what's said about the time we're living in. Instead of getting in a fetal position and sucking our thumbs, like she said, we need to be battle We need to do those things that we know to do. Amen? Amen. And so their flow is all these things. Sickness, fear, hate, turmoil. Everybody hate each other because of the color of their skin. Color of their skin. Color of the skin. There's nothing in the word that says you look at the color of our skin. Nothing. No. He said he looks on the heart. That's right. Okay. Amen. I don't even. I don't know. You're a nurse. I've never Amen. seen my heart. I don't even know what color it is. But it doesn't matter because he looks on my heart. He looks at the intention, all the things that go on on the inside. He's not looking at my color. I don't know That's why right. I'm getting off. He doesn't even look at it. He doesn't even blink. He doesn't even look. See, the flow of the world is hate. The flow of the world is division. Right. Divide. And then he can conquer us. Hallelujah. But I, I'm, I'm here to tell you this morning. In the flow of God, there's something different. Let's go over here and look at what the flow of God is. Romans 14, 17. Guys, if you pull that up for me on the on the thing up there. I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> Romans 14, 17. And I want you guys to, I want you ladies to really look at this and really, really get it on the inside. Okay? Romans 14, 16. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat and drink. He talks about in the verses above it. It's a, you know, it was a big deal about what they were doing and how they were doing it. He says, but it is of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. I don't like that translation. Where's the King James? Uh, but the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. But the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And the last one, we're really going to, like, we're going to get on that one, okay? Because women, we cannot be ruled by our emotions. <laughs> Amen, Pastor Kim. That's awesome. Yes, but tomorrow, when you get up and it's raining and you're going home, let me ask your pastor, pastor how you're doing. <laughs> right? Because we don't feel like doing something. I don't feel like going to church. I don't feel like doing that. I don't feel like walking in love. I don't feel like doing those things. You didn't ask you how you felt. She talked about that this morning. Right? Because the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. Righteousness, He's who we are in him, what he's done for us, all the attributes of him on the inside of me. Hallelujah. Come on, the Holy Ghost on the inside of us. Praise God. What he's done for us, peace. He, he gave you the definition of peace. Amen. Peace and joy. I'm telling you, when we walk in this flow in the time we're living in, we stand apart from other people. We are the light. In, in, in the back counter, we are the light in the store. I just walked into a store the other day. Um, somebody blessed me with this, and I went to purchase it. And the lady had just lost her mom, and, and, and she she had she you could see depression on her. You could see that that come on. You know, I just knew it because I've known her before. 
And so, uh, so we're talking, and, and we had the baby with us and things, and she said, uh, when Demi walked out of the, the, the store, she said, um, can you pray for me? Can you pray for me? Come back here and pray for me. Listen, people recognize light. They recognize the flow of God. They recognize help. Amen? And that's why we've got to have that bursting forth out of us on a regular basis. It ain't time to play church anymore. I love what my husband said when he was preaching the other day. He, he said um, the, the, um, the uh, demonic activity at this time is at an all-time high, and most Christians are living at an all-time low. So when you have demonic activity up here, and you have the spiritual level of people that know better, that have heard the word for 20 years, huh? And, and 30 years, and they're still they're still producing at that level. You can't combat those spiritual forces in an accurate way. Right, right, right. right. Because that that that's too much of a of a difference. Right. Yeah. We have to live with our word level. We're going to see this today with the the word of God, our prayer life. Living in these things in the flow of God, man, like she said, when that when that adversary comes, we, we get him in a fetal position. Amen. We do what needs to be done uh, spiritually. You know, I love this, but this is, <laughs> I watched her this morning with it. Praise God. So the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Isaiah 12, 2, <laughs> two, through, 2 through 3. Can you guys pull that up for me? Isaiah. Are y'all looking this up? Because I don't hear any Bible pages moving. Dear Lord Jesus. Where the Bible going on? Pastor preaching about getting the word. And everybody's digesting their lunch. Come on. Isaiah 12. He said, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. Y'all better say it. Come on. And the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also I'm going to draw up that joy. I'm going to draw up those things I need from the inside. Hallelujah. There's a whole other sermon by how I do it. But we're drawing it up. Amen. Amen. The joy, righteousness, peace, and joy. Because God is my salvation. Listen, we're the answer to the darkness. Yes, that's right. Hallelujah. We are the answer to the darkness in this world. Everybody needs to say that. I am, I am the answer to the, the darkness around When you get out here tomorrow or today and you're out and about doing it, you're out in a restaurant, I'm not saying be, 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 you guys know when people are over but you know how people get all weird, you know? I didn't say get weird and put on a different voice. You better act in the voice you have. Come on, we're going to cast something out of you. Right? You don't get on a different voice. Come on. Yes. I say we have the flow they need. Yes. 
Hallelujah. We are carriers of his glory. Amen. We are carriers of his presence. He lives on the inside of us. Praise Amen. God. Hallelujah. I like what Mark, uh, I mean, Matthew 5, 16 says. He said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Let your light so shine before men. Amen? Amen. That people can see that flow. How do you get that flow? How do you stay in that flow? How? In the times we're living in. It's work, y'all. That's why I said we're talking about contending. We are pushing. We are striving. There's so many people that are lazy. Everybody say, I'm not lazy. I'm not lazy. I'm not lazy. I'm not lazy. Look straight ahead if you are. <laughs> because when you're lazy and you don't do the word, you don't get the results That's that you want. Right. So don't blame the pastor. Come on. Don't blame the traveling Come evangelist. On. Don't blame anybody else except your own self. Right? We have to wake up and we have to walk in the things that God has for us. Amen. So how do we contend? Well, number one, boom, she said it this morning. Preaching, we're preaching the same thing. Amen. Stay full of the word. Yep. Stay full of the word. Full of the word. I say full of the word. Full of the word. Full of the word. She showed you and taught you how to do that because we can't grow apart from the word of God. Low word, word level, low victory level. Low word level, low victory level. You're not going to have any. It's going to be very minimal. And that's when I love what she was talking about. People want to turn around and say, well, the faith ain't done the work. You didn't even work it, you sorry thing. <laughs> you didn't even work it. You didn't even open up your mouth. You, all you did was complain yeah. about how it didn't work. It's not Burger King. It's not have it your way. It, it, you know, it's not, it, it's not go through the drive-thru and get what you want in five seconds, you know. That's not how it works. Amen. We have to work it. When difficulties come, you automatically, when you stay full of the word, you automatically view things through God's God's, God's way of looking at things. Amen? When you're full of the word, you know when you're full because when troubles come, you automatically, because you're so full of the word, you automatically see it the way he sees it. You see it. You say, that, I, that's okay. That's my, my victory is in my mouth. I got this. God's with me. But it's when our word level and us spending time with him are at an all-time low that the victory, it's all of a sudden you feel overwhelmed. Right? Am I, can I get a witness? All of a sudden you feel overwhelmed and all the feelings come and all the emotions come. And you're like, man, I, you recognize that your word level is low. That's why we can't do emergency stuff all the time. Get emergency tongues, emergency in the word of God because troubles come to us all. And in that time, we have to have it in us. That's why I, we see it so much. People get sick. And it happens a lot with healing, and they want emergency hands laid on them. They want tongues, and they want everything. They want something immediate. And that's not how it comes, y'all. Amen. It's not just information. It's revelation. It's when the word comes into you and goes down deep in your heart, and you have it on the inside, and nothing can shake you off of that word. Amen. It's on the inside. Praise God. So... His word shows us who we are in him. I am righteous. I am who he says I am. I am a new creature in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. He's already done that in us. That's who we are. Amen? Amen. So we're taking it from information to revelation. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So number one, 
What did I say? Stay full of the word. Stay consistent with the word. <laughs> you know, some of these little things we write down, we're like, that's, 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 that's what I need. You know, I've learned that, you know, and I'm not saying you can take this for what it's worth, but being in meetings, usually there's one thread of something that stands out to you. It's one thing. It's probably going to be different for you, maybe. Um, but but it, it, it stands out. And that's what I write down, and that's what I go back and I, because I can't do everything. You can't do everything that you've heard, you know, all the little, oh, and I, come on, because then the devil will overwhelm you. Well, you know, you're just sorry. You can't even get all that. That means because it beats your, beat your mind up. So what I do is I write down, and when the little things come, and then I see that, oh, that's a thread of something that the Holy Ghost is dealing with me about, you know? And then I'm able to just focus on that one thing with him helping me. Not me in my own strength. Isn't that good? Praise God. So being consistent, spending time with him, because listen, our society, we are so led by our feelings. I mean, it's 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 interesting. I like what Pastor Lisa said at the very end. She said, you know, um, we're we're trying basically I'm paraphrasing, maybe maybe you said it different, but um learning how to, to reach this generation basically in the different season we're in, because we are in a new season and the things we're dealing with. And so um, you know, the, the society that we're living in, the young people and all the different things with the, the social media and all that, it's all designed to be selfish, self-centered, everything's around around, you know, you and what you what you look like and what you are, you think you are. And the enemy, he uses our our emotions to distract us off of the things of God. So everything that you hear and see, because we're so sense-oriented out here, we have our phones in our hands all the time, that's what we go by, and that's how we gauge our level. It, it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's not how we do it spiritually. That we, we have to put those things aside and say, no, I gauge where I'm at with by the word of God, yeah. by his word yeah. only, Amen. his word only. You say that that sounds so easy to say and hard to do. Yeah, but that's something between you and God that you'll have to get, you know, and you'll have to you'll have to deal with him about or he'll have to deal with you about. Hallelujah. So there is a stepping up, there is a flow, a current that we must be in that moves us above everyday natural things into the flow of God. There is a current. There is a current. There is a flow. A flow of the Holy Ghost. Amen? A flow for everyday life. This is not just a flow for special meetings. Is the air on? Can you turn it up? Maybe the air on? Yeah, because it's warm in here. Yeah. Um, there's a flow. Yeah. A flow of heaven. Amen? And there's a flow that we need to walk in, but it's for everyday living. It's for everyday living. It is not for special meetings only. Listen, you, you need this flow tomorrow, I promise you. <laughs> you need this flow on Monday morning after you've been in meetings and then you still have to go to church on, you go to church on Sunday, right? You're not going to skip out on your pastors on Sunday. Come on, you'd be sorry to do that, right? Right? Because after all the stuff you've had imparted into you, and, and so you just say, I'm, I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen? So this flow is not for just Sunday. It's not just for special meetings. This is for every, everybody say, everyday living. Every day. If the word of God is not practical enough,
enough for everyday living, then, then it's just not powerful enough. And that's just not true. <laughs> it is powerful and strong enough for everyday living. It's not just for today in this special meeting. It is for everyday living. So every day that we get our Bibles out, every day, like Pastor Lisa said, and uh, Regina was talking about last night, when we sit down and we meditate on the things of God and it gets in us, amen? Amen? Those things become real to us. So that's number one. Staying full of the word. Number two, staying full of peace. Are we on the same flow? Yeah, staying full of peace. And she gave you the definition of that this morning, so let's just look at this really quick. I love what Bill Winston said. <laughs> he said so many great things. But he, uh, he said, you know your faith. Your faith works when these things are intact, right? You have to have your joy and your peace intact. If, if you can tell when somebody's in faith by looking and seeing if they have any joy, if they have any peace, probably no, no faith, you know? Because if you're worried, you're fretting, all those things, you're not in faith, right? And he said, you have to be able to stand back and see the end from the beginning. And if you can see the end from the beginning, you're going to stay in peace. Because you already see with the eyes of faith out there what he's already shown you. And so it ought to keep us intact in peace on this end of it, knowing that he's already promised and he's already given us that ahead of time for the end result. Can you see that? Can explain? So I love that. We have to be able to see the end from the beginning. What is it you're dealing with? What is it that you're dealing with? I don't know very many of you, but God knows you, and he knows what you're dealing with, and he knows what you're going through, and he said, look at the end from the beginning. You say, I can't do that. Well, get with him, ask him, and he will show you the end from the beginning. In other words, where you're standing, where you're sitting, in your quiet time, whatever, you say, Lord, I need this. This is, I need this to change. I need my marriage. I need a breakthrough in some things. I need a breakthrough with my children. I need a breakthrough with 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 finances. I need a breakthrough. I mean, you know, people, uh, we don't want to live for breakthroughs, breakthroughs, but you understand what I'm saying, right? But seeing the end from the beginning. And he'll put that on the inside of you, and it will sustain you, and it will help you keep your peace. People that are flighty and always under duress and, and always, they, they're just ruled by their emotions. Just rule, say, I'm not ruled by my emotions. I'm not going to let the devil steal my joy and peace. <laughs> right? So we, when we can see the end from the beginning, we can stand still and we can watch God work for us. And we can have that peace. And guys, I'm not talking about just peace in your mind. I'm talking about that peace on the inside that he's talking about. Amen? That peace. That peace. That when you turn on CNN and you want to cry, come on. <laughs> right? I heard somebody the other day say, talking about stuff, I said, you just need to turn that mess off. If it's causing turmoil and stress in your household, turn the mess off. Turn this, I mean, I don't remember the last time I watched a show. I really don't. I mean, we go back sometimes and watch, you know, 
Oh, you're loud. Oh, you went surfing. What in the world? I live in middle Georgia. I mean, I mean there's no, no water anywhere to be seen. What is up with that? I don't know. Sometimes just to relax, I'm like, these guys are surfing 50 foot waves. And, I, I, and that's just so cool and awesome. I mean, that's kind of stuff. I'm talking about turn off the mess that causes turmoil. Yes. Turn off the junk in your house that causes stress and turmoil and tune into the peace of God. You know what we do? Constantly, if you come in our house, and I know people know it, we have on Dappy Keys or whatever. We have on the, 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 the uh, you know, the, it's anointed. Worship music just on, on coming through YouTube, and it's in our house. I mean, nonstop, all the time. I love where I live yes. because it's peaceful. Yes. I like a peaceful church. Yes. I don't like striping contention. Yes. I don't like all that mess. Yes. You know what? God doesn't either because his flow is peace. Yes. His flow is a higher flow. His flow is up here and, and the other flow down here. Yes. God's flow is up here yes. and he wants us to come up and get into that current. Yes. You guys ever been at the beach and uh, when I was little I almost drowned. <laughs> I did, I really did. And so um, I I don't, there's some things I'm still, I, I, I like the beach and I'll go out a little ways, but I just, I just don't enjoy going out if there's a really strong current. In fact, we were on our family vacation that last year, was it last year? And this this man, like, literally almost drowned. And they're watching people pull him out. And I'm like, what is up with that? Well, it's a current. Yeah. It, it, what is it called? Um, ah, thank you. I know Destin probably The rip current. Yeah. And so what happens is you go out, and before you know it, right, it's going, it's sucking you out. It's going like this. There's a current of God that once you get in, and you just get in the bed like this, amen, and you just start going out into that current. And it just pulls you out, and it, and it we cease from all of our works and all the, the mess. I'm not saying we don't have to. To, to contend for those things, but we get so, ladies especially, we get so into the works aspect of things. Why? Because we're multitaskers. Yeah. Everybody say yeah, because I know you yeah. right? I, I, I'll admit something that I do is hilarious. And, and probably, I can probably say that she probably does it too. <laughs> but I, I have been known, and if I cook for you, don't, I won't do it when you come in my house, okay? Um, but, but I have been known to do this is, you know, be in the kitchen doing stuff, and I'm on my phone, I'm answering questions or doing things, and, you know, doing piddly things around the house, and then I go clean the toilet. Yeah. While I'm cooking. Yeah. While, while, while I'm cooking. And, and then, you know, I go back in, and it's like, maybe it's, it's a little bit burnt, and, you know, because I've done, I've done 10 days while, while I'm cooking, and my husband always says to me, no, focus, one thing. When you cook, seven and eight. It says, casting the whole of your care. Everybody say whole. Oh. <laughs> all of your anxieties, all of your worries, and all of your concerns. For he cares for you 
eventually. I love Reverend Regina last night talking about the love of God and how he loves us. He cares for you affectionately. And he cares about you watchfully. How do I know this? Oh, because I was a turkey and he wanted and he cared for me watchfully. Like, look at that fool. What did she do? He cares for you watchfully. Casting the whole of your care, all of your anxieties, all of your worries and concerns. I think the Amplify says once and for all. How many still working on that one? Once and for all on him because he cares for you affectionately and watches over you. Amen. So it keeps us in peace. That verse right there, just you just need one verse. Pastor Kendall, you know, just that one verse. That's what I got from you. Whatever. But casting, you have to do something. I have to do something. If you feel weighted down, you're burdened down with all kinds of cares, and you can see it on people. It, you can see that gloom and doom on people. It, it gets on people. You have to shake that off. You have to cast your cares on him and say, you know what? I'm going to flow from the inside. From the inside out. I'm not going to listen to that mess that comes to my life. I'm going to cast down imaginations and thoughts and things that come at my, my thinking. And I'm going to do what the word of God says. I'm going to cast that stuff down. And I'm going to walk in peace. So stay full of the word. Stay full of peace. What? What else? What's the last one? Oh, you better say it. Stay full of joy. Stay full of joy. Because we read what? Romans 14, 17 says, the kingdom of God is what? Righteousness, peace, and joy. And joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy in the Holy Ghost. There's, there's, there's joy in the Holy Ghost. But I'm just, you know, I just... I love, I get those pebbles, and I, that's wonderful, but, but there's a flow yes. uh, that, that flows, that bubbles up out of the inside, when you're in your darkest time, come on, I mean, it, it just, uh, I don't know, I don't even know how to explain it, I have to speak in tongues to explain it, I don't even understand, but you'll just be sitting, I mean, I have had tears coming down my face, because of stuff we were facing, and then all of a sudden, I'm sitting there, tears natural because my, we're people. Yeah. We're yeah. You've got tears and then put something. Yeah. 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 The Holy Ghost, a different flow, a flow that the world doesn't know anything about. A different flow. I mean, come on. I used to be addicted to drugs and alcohol. But man, this stuff is way better. This is the good stuff. This is when I used to wait tables. You know, you go to the bar and you have, you know, you walk in and you have the low level stuff. They got the top shelf stuff. They got that crown royal. So so God's stuff is like crown royal. It's Yes. Woo. Yes. If any man thirsts, yes. 
Let's hope any woman, if any woman or man thirsts, let them come unto me. And what? I love what Mark Hankin says. He goes, come unto me and think. I wonder how, how the Holy Ghost moves like that. I wonder how I'm going to figure all this out. You, well, you can't. You can't think about it and think it out. <laughs> right? I mean, he said right here, let him come to me and drink. And so I remember when I first started being around meetings, you know, like that, and I, I, I'd be around people and, and they'd flow in that. And I'd think, how, what is happening? What, what are they doing? And you'd have, you'd have the thinking people. And you had to drink people. And I think it was easy for me because I knew how to drink. into it this morning, but it revives your body. Yes. It, it, if you talk about some, some vitamin C nowadays with a COVID thing going on and all this stuff, I mean, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Yes. Right? Yes. And the joy of the Lord will keep us. It will keep us young looking. Yes. We all like have the big line down our forehead. I should find Because there's joy. There's joy on the inside. I'm not saying that your circumstances warrant Warren's, oh, this is the best thing that ever happened to me. No, he said to count it joy. Didn't he? Count it all joy when you fall into diverse. Yeah. Right? And those things come. He said, I count it joy. So the flow of God is joy. The flow of God is peace. The flow of God is righteousness. And in that flow, in that current, I go. See, because it's like just like the beach. There's not two flows going the same way, and they're pushing you back out of the beach. No, that current, that thing is going out like this. So what happens is where we get uneasy and we feel like things aren't working good for us is because we're trying to do our thing, and then we're trying to do all this, and it's pulling us in all different directions. And you're like, I'm just, I just need to quit church because. You know, it's, it's just, I'm so busy. No, you're, no, you're not busy. No, no, God has stuff for you, but you're just too confused over here with all the other stuff. You need to let go of the flow of these things and go into the flow of God with this peace and joy. Your gray hair, you might not even have to color your hair anymore. Everything will just come into line. You will just be so free. And he's going to drink. He that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out 
of your belly will flow. I, I, I just, I, I feel, you know, I just love him. And, no, there's a flow out of your belly, out of the, the innermost part of your being. And it's, see, every time I come, and just, you can, you got it. I know you. It's right Right? So it's out of your innermost belly shall flow rivers of living water. What does the world offer? Low level living. Low level stank. Everybody say stank. Just stanky stuff. Always, always in turmoil with one another. Always talking about other people. All the junk. You know what? I call it, I call it sixth grade stuff. It is sixth grade. No, no, we're in college. Come on, we're beyond college. We're, we're grown. All right? So walking in that flow, living in that flow, out of my belly shall flow rivers. So that when I walk into a department store, when, yeah, when I walk in somewhere, I mean, it's just evident that I'm different. Yes, yes, yes. You guys know in our truth, I always talk about your crazy eyes. She's not crazy. They're like, what's wrong with that? She's she full of the joy of love. You just got a little bit of crazy on you, right? Because God is on the inside of you. And it's just like, it's going to burst forth. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
that's how our churches will be full. Yeah. Is when we stay full because it's a trademark of a Christian. It's not like, oh, take me to the cross. No, it's not about the, the cross. is wonderful. I love what he did on the cross. But I love what he did to us. Uh, an usher to move that for me. 
even though it's light. Hallelujah. Um, yeah. The, the, the kingdom God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So I've come to this meeting, and, and there's, there's all different things he wants us to get, but there's a flow. There's a flow that we need to tap into. Amen. There's impartations that God has for us. Amen. He wants us to He wants us to tangibly be able to grasp that. I mean, to, to have that. You know. And, and so um, I just this is what I'll start off with. And that it, it, thirty and under. I know that sounds weird, but that's what you want. Thirty and under. I need you to come up here. Um, and, and I want to. I want to.
God. Yes. Now that's just an igniter. Yes. You have to do something with yes. that. Yes. It's not just going and always having hands laid on you. That's just the way he directed us to the Right. He said, you stir up, First Timothy, right? One six. Yes. You stir up the gift of God inside by laying on of hands. There is an understood there. You. You stir up the gift. Hallelujah. You okay? You stir up the gift on the inside.